0: Hello and welcome to my podcast, From Trauma to Triumph. I am Leah Bandola and your host. My mission is to help people heal their past so that they can unleash their brilliant future. I am a trauma release specialist, empowerment coach, and cognitive behavior therapist. I am also a published author with three book publications and a professional speaker. This podcast delves into the world of trauma and it is a big world. There are so many aspects to trauma and how it affects us in our lives, and each episode will give you more information, examples, stories, and strategies to help you understand trauma better and how to release the hold that it has on us. Let's jump into today's episode. Hi, everyone. Well, I'm just back from a lovely vacation in San Diego, California. My brother and sister-in-law have a home there where uh, they can escape the winter months when they want. Um, You know, here in Ontario, the winter months can get pretty bleak. The last time we were in California, as in my husband and I, uh, was almost 40 years ago. At that time, Enzo and Molly brother and sister-in-law had a sailboat that they were living on and that was their first introduction to the wonderful life there in San Diego. We visited them um, and then drove up the coast to San Francisco. Um, We were young. We were only married five years. We figured out that we were there last on our fifth anniversary and uh, hadn't had children yet. We were free and adventurous and open to whatever. And so we did a lot of exploring and uh, really enjoyed it. We were there for a couple of weeks at that point. Fast forward to now, three grown children and three grandsons later, lots of responsibilities, jobs, homes, 40 years of living later. Um, It was a very different experience on so many levels, yet enjoyable, of course, nonetheless, just different. One of the biggest differences, uh, though, of course, was that traveling during an ongoing pandemic has components to travel none of us uh, have ever experienced before and I know lots of people are getting out there and traveling more now and and I've heard this you know a lot of similar things that um, we experienced over and over again from other people and comparatively to some of the stories I've heard our experience really was not so bad at all but it just really when you're traveling in it um because it's almost kind of like at home you're in this little bubble I mean you know what's going on and um you get used to, you know, we got used to wearing the masks to grocery stores and so on for short periods of time for most of us, unless you're working in a place where you had to wear them all the time, which I can't imagine. But, um, but, you know, we, we knew what we knew, let's just put it that way. And, and then when you're traveling, though, it really gets highlighted for you. And, and just too, that it isn't just your area or your country, you know, that is doing these things. It's obviously many, many, many countries. So I wanted to talk about this aspect of travel today because, you know, it's fresh in my mind too. And I just did it. Um, But I definitely noticed a level of anxiety in others and in myself that I have never seen before. This was the first trip for us in over three years. New York City was the last one we went on in January of 2019. Then lots of things happened that prevented us from traveling, including my husband started a new job. And then our grandson, Ollie, was born. And many of you know the story. And, you know, he had multiple surgeries and issues that uh, we were dealing with. And then just as things started to settle down a bit, Uh, with Ollie, uh, the pandemic hit in March of 2020 and well you know the rest of the reasons why traveling wasn't happening. We decided to wait until things settled down a bit once travel opened up again Uh, but honestly it is still quite a challenge as far as all the extra things that have to be done and the apprehension of all the possible pitfalls that we have now. Because we were flying to the U.S., we had to do a COVID rapid test at a pharmacy for certification, and had to include that in the many extra documentation that we had to input in order to fly. Never mind the high anxiety that alone caused. You can only be tested within 24 hours of your flight, so literally the night before flying, uh, before flying out, we did the test. And up until that, I was so worried that one of us would have COVID and we would have to cancel the entire trip. I couldn't seem to stop my brain from going to worst case scenario and didn't even really want to pack or prepare until I knew we were in the clear. Even my husband, who's a pretty even keeled guy, had some anxiety about it. Of course, we did test negative and all systems were a go. We did our online check-in and had to upload several different documents, including our um, COVID—sorry, um, uh, um, our test, our uh, oh my gosh, pass our, our um, oh—I just lost the word for it—the COVID um, vaccine <laughs> that uh, that we had received at least two. And so, you know, that was one of the documents. And of course the, the um, COVID testing that we did the night before, including, and then all the passport stuff and all the stuff. So it took quite a while for me to get that all done, but we were able to do uh, the online checking. So that was check-in, so that was good. We didn't have to worry about that, but we still had to make sure that we had copies with us for the airport security and customs rational thinking seemed to go out the window a bit because I kept having thoughts that I forgot something or that they were going to tell us it was the wrong test results or whatever and, and that they would want us to you know do another test there and it would be positive crazy crazy runaway thoughts that I had. Needless to say it was a pretty sleepless night uh, before our departure day. We get to the airport and had to put masks on as soon as entering the building Um, and had to keep them on the entire flight and after we landed at the airport in San Diego which so it ended up being about a total of 10 hours that we had these masks on we can only remove them to eat or drink so I did a lot of eating and drinking the whole time because that way I could have my mask down and I chewed really really slowly Just kidding. But, but I definitely was conscious of the number of times I was, you know, having a little snack just so I could have the mask down for a bit. And it was a bit uncomfortable for both of us. Uh, Again, Gary who lets a lot of things just roll off his back was not happy about this. He had hated having the mask on this whole time. Um, add to that the fact that they have somehow shrunk the planes since we last traveled, or so it seemed, um, and there was no legroom for Gary. His knees were somewhere up around his ears, pretty much the entire flight there. or I think that's how it felt for him. Coming back was a little better uh, because we flew back with my sister-in-law, Molly, and, and he was able to have the aisle, but... Um, Really couldn't put his legs out at all. So he was still pretty uncomfortable. And we've decided that from now on, we will pay the extra money to get the preferred seating because well worth it, I'm sure. Um, so, um, you know, there was like, just seemed a lot of differences. And maybe it was because we hadn't traveled in such a long time. But, you know, now you have to pay for absolutely everything like there's no snacks at all on the plane we got you know to have a drink which was so teeny weeny i think i had my tea in about three gulps um and um and that was it it was one time um but you know we're i i'm always well prepared and uh i had lots of um little things that we could eat and um but what struck me was that that thing of just having to pay for absolutely everything. Um, Literally nothing is included, I think, except for, you know, the actual flight itself. And then everything else is on top, uh, such as seat selections, checked luggage and or anything else. So we decided to have carry on only. And that caused its own level of anxiety for me because, well, in the past, I was a big overpacker. Um, I'm hearing the laughter from everyone who has ever traveled with me because they know Uh, to confine all my clothes, shoes, toiletries, and everything else uh, into a carry-on because, you know, that caused me enough stress of just trying to get it all in. Um, And I literally packed and repacked three times because I was And i did the whole rolling thing by the way i do know that trick um everything was rolled up and so i got quite a bit in um but yeah that was that was interesting um and the weather ended up being a bit cooler in san diego than is usual for this time of year um and and what we had originally anticipated so i had to bring warmer clothes and shoes and that takes up a lot more space in any event I managed to cram it in what I needed, um, literally, and, and probably one of the first trips that I actually used pretty much everything I brought <laughs> and, um, cause often I bring too much and I don't end up wearing most of it. Um, uh, but this time I did, I wore, you know, except for like, um, shorts, <laughs> I never did get into those cause the weather was really, you know, not warm enough for that. Although the guys were wearing shorts, but it's okay. It was lovely. We got to do a lot of um, really fun things, so it was all good. Um, but then the anxiety at, you know, customs and security uh, going down. Uh, they, they flagged me. I always seem to get flagged. I don't know why. Do I look like a drug dealer or a terrorist? I don't know, but I just for some reason, um, I seem to get pulled aside quite often. And, uh, and I had a couple of small bottles, too many. Um, I knew that, that, that it was limited, but I didn't really take the time to try to fit it into all, all into the little bag that you're supposed to. Anyway, um, they did take some away from me. And that was okay, too, because I, you know, I was going to San Diego, not some, you know, island where they don't have anything. <laughs> so I was able to buy whatever I needed. Um, so it it added a little bit of stress, but that's okay. I, I, I made it through. Um, then the plane ride did have some good moments as well, though. Being able to have five hours where I was literally doing nothing but watching a movie, reading, and snacking. Um, that was pretty nice for someone who is on the go as much as I am. Uh, Gary had a few naps, um, so he was pretty happy, too, <laughs> with not being able to, or not having to do anything, really, except nap. Um, and he watched a movie as well. So so the, the trip was, all in all, not so bad. Um, then we had a, a lovely, lovely time in in Coronado, which is where um, Enzo Molly actually live. Um, surrounded by water, spectacular views um and then we went into san diego proper you know several times and we did all the kind of touristy things lots of sightseeing and you know experiencing all the incredible beauty of nature and the surroundings um there's so much to see and do there i would highly highly recommend um that if you have not gone you put it on your list your bucket list to to go because it is really quite quite beautiful. Uh, We got some sailing in on Enzo's beautiful boat in San Diego Harbor, which was perfect for me. Um, I'm not a uh, very big sailing person. Um, I do have a tendency to get seasick and uh, if it gets too choppy. So uh, we didn't go out into open water, but the bay is huge. Like it's really quite large and beautiful like just you know you can see an amazing you have an amazing view of the the city itself from there and then all the naval um the massive massive naval ports and um uh, naval bases and uh and so that was kind of cool to see all of that and and then more nature so it was a a, a really beautiful um ride <laughs> on the boat Um, And I didn't have to do any of the work because I'm not strong enough. So, you know, I just sat back and enjoyed while the three of them, Gary included, were uh, making this boat sail. And, um, and yeah, and then we, you know, Oh, ate a lot of fabulous food yes i know i've mentioned food a number of times i am a foodie for sure um enzo is uh, quite a great cook so he made some really really lovely meals for us and then we ate out um at some great restaurants and so you know it was all in all really quite a nice trip and all the r and r was heavenly i really needed it after especially after the few years we've had and then the trip home was a bit easier, um, as we did have we did not have to test for COVID. Thank goodness, um, due to those mandates being lifted, April 1st. Yes, good timing. Just two days before we were to come home, um, that uh, was enacted. So we were pretty happy about not having to do that, and then not worrying about having to quarantine and all of that other stuff um, in case we taste, tested positive um and we were a little more used to the mask wearing you know for hours and hours at this point so uh it felt a little better there wasn't any no real incidences like things moved quite quickly to be honest i was surprised like especially in the um in the u.s in the san diego airport i was really impressed at their security. Um, And they had like massive amounts of kiosks where people could go and, and, you know, put in what they needed to put in. Sorry, that wasn't, um, that wasn't in San Diego. That was when we got here. Right. That was when we got here, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's right, <laughs> sorry. See, it was only a couple of days ago and it's already starting to be a blur. Um, yeah, so we, you know, going through security ended up being, or through customs was um, uh, really quite quick. And uh, yeah, so, you know, it was it was um, a really good time. I mean, I, it was just what I needed it's so nice to get away again, you know, um, even with all the extra things we have to do. And of course, it's always so nice to come home to your own comforts as well. So, um, and, you know, now of course, right back into all the stuff that I normally do, but that's okay. Um, It's just amazing how, when you've had a rest uh, and been away, Uh, the things that you do sort of on a regular basis just seem that much more manageable, at least for a while, maybe not for a long, long, long time, but (laughs) at least for a while. And then I'll just take another trip. We did kind of decide, you know, with everything, um, kind of still being the way it is and, and some numbers being on the uprise now um i think we're gonna stick to travel within canada uh, for the next little while and um and gary (laughs) gary was so uncomfortable he's like you know what let's just stick with car travel for a bit and of course we have such a beautiful country here there's lots and lots of things that we can do and see um so we may just do that for the next maybe year or so or until things start to get a little bit back to quote unquote normal So what did I learn? Well, number one, I created a lot of my own anxiety and stress by my thinking, which, of course, I know this because it is the lifeblood of the work that I do. Uh, But looking back, I was reminded that the level of worry and anxiety is completely controllable by what we are thinking about. And that 90% or greater of the stuff we worry about never ever comes to pass. So it truly is a big waste of energy and time. Number two, we can make a difficult situation seem less stressful by focusing on all that is going right, rather than on what is going wrong. Appreciate all the beauty and the good things around us. Number three, we have more control than we think we do control over our internal selves, and pretty much zero control over the external. So focus on what you can control, our thinking, how we feel, how we prepare the things that, you know, we know we need to have. Um, That, of course, is helps a lot if you're organized and have what you need. And then let go of trying to control what is outside of us go with the flow, as they say, because you really don't have any other choice. So, you know, if things are happening around you and you're getting upset and and you're getting frustrated, well, there's n- not much you can do about it for the most part, um, but you can just kind of think about how you can um, think differently and that will have you reacting differently. Number four, percentage-wise, There was a lot more that went well than what didn't. So stressing and worrying about that is just misplacing it. I just heard this quote and I love this so much. Worry is a misuse of the imagination. If you're going to imagine anything, make the most of it and imagine something great. Isn't that fantastic? I love this. And I, you know, got reminded of it many times when I could feel my, you know, sort of mind and thoughts going to that worry place. It was like, no, that's not what I want to use my imagination for. So I'm going to imagine all kinds of wonderful, beautiful things. And guess what happened? I started to feel a lot better pretty quickly too. Don't sweat. And Number five is don't sweat the small stuff. As the book says and enjoy all the little things similar to what I already said and it's just a shift shifting your focus to the smallest things that can bring you joy I got pretty excited when I saw a movie I had been wanting to watch was on the movie list on the airplane and I really enjoyed it <laughs> because it's like oh, I've been waiting to see this so cool so the resource that i have for you this week is actually a book i took with me on the trip i only got into it a bit um but it's just perfect for what i'm talking about here so i thought i'd let you know about it it's called the subtle art of not giving a bleep as in f bleep bleep k (laughs) a counterintuitive approach to living a good life and it is by mark manson and this is really great. If you, especially if you um, have a tendency to worry a lot and beat yourself up and why am I not further along and that kind of thinking, which a lot of people do. So I'm just, I want to read you a little bit from uh, the back cover. So you kind of have an idea of what it's about, but it's, it's, um, I flipped through it and have read various parts of it and it's really quite good. Um, Manson makes the argument that human beings are flawed and limited. Jeez, go figure eh? it. As he writes, not everybody can be extraordinary. There are winners and losers in society, and some of it is not fair or your fault. Manson advises us to get to know our limitations and to accept them. This, he says, is the real source of empowerment once we embrace our fears faults and uncertainties once we stop running from and avoiding and start confronting painful truths we can begin to find the courage and confidence we desperately seek i think i was really attracted to this because that is a lot of what i help people to do and also for myself a lot of the work that i've done for myself um, is to come to terms with the fact that, you know, and you've heard me talk about perfectionism before on this podcast, if you have listened to past episodes, um, is that we are flawed. We are not perfect. And to have the expectation that you're going to know all the things and be able to do all the things and to do them perfectly at that is a very, very, very unrealistic expectation to have. And I think this book is just a reminder that... um, you know, things, sometimes things are going to go wrong. Sometimes things are out of your control. Sometimes you're going to mess up. And sometimes you're going to not get what you really, really want, or at least maybe not get it now when you really, really want it. Um, and then it's all okay. It's all part of living and part of the process. So if we can let ourselves off the hook a little bit, and learn not to get so caught up and wrapped up in all these, you know, things that we think, you know, should be. And again, there's that word, you know, and I, you've heard me say before, <laughs> stop shooting on yourself. Um, we can live a much happier life. And, and really in the long run, a much, you know, definition being whatever it is for you, successful life um because you're you're letting go of all those things that can keep you stuck and weighted down so i hope this was helpful for you if you have travel on your horizon then i hope it goes super smoothly and if it doesn't don't sweat it just enjoy all the parts that you can and and just have an amazing time and if you're not traveling anytime soon um then hopefully things will be a lot better <laughs> by the time you do travel. Um, it's not that bad. Like, honestly, I was, you know, kind of facetiously saying some things here, but um, but it is, you know, it's different, right? So if you're prepared for different, then go have a great time and uh, and just enjoy it all. So until next time, I hope you are well and that you can grab some joy and peace and love wherever you can get it. Bye for now. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please subscribe or follow me so you don't miss a single episode. If you wanna go deeper in your healing, you can book a free discovery session with me and learn more about my unique strategy to unlock the real you through my Unearth, Uncover, and Unleash three-part system to discover and heal your past and present trauma and become empowered to live your best life. Go to my website, lifelessons.ca or contact me directly at leah at lifelessons.ca to book your session. You can also find me on social media. My links are all on my podcast page. And while you're there, I would love it if you would leave a review, good or bad. I want to know how I can make this podcast just what you need it to be. And if you love it, I definitely want to hear that. You can also leave a review on whatever platform you are listening on. Until next time, grab some joy wherever you can. Bye for now.